It's a basic truth. People need each other. It's why PenFed Credit Union's first members joined together for a better financial future. For 85 years, we've been there for our members and communities, and we're here for you today. We can help you bridge a financial gap, save wisely, and make confident decisions with your money. We know we are always stronger and better together. That's why we hope you'll join us. Membership is open to everyone. Apply today at PenFed.org, insured by NCUA. I'm Rocky Kanake, and I want to invite you to listen to a new podcast from The Dodo, An Animal Saved My Life. The Dodo is the most watched animal storyteller on social, and now it's bringing those stories to life in audio. Hear about a dog whose untrained nose detects cancer sooner than a machine can, and a pit bull who put herself between her mom and an oncoming train. Listen to An Animal Save My Life on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. We are back, everybody. ¿Cómo estás, Eric? Hello. Sorry we missed you all last week um, with a new episode. You know, as Rosalind mentioned uh, on our Instagram page, my, my father had passed away on Easter Sunday. Um, and look, you know, it's it's uh, it was a, it was a tough week. It was not something unexpected. Um, he had been battling some illnesses for a while, but this is one thing for sure. This podcast is in memory of my dad. This is he, he was a guy that loved to laugh. All he wanted me to do was laugh and tell jokes and be funny. He loved our podcast dearly. Um, so we're going to enjoy this podcast, going down a little, taking a little trip down memory lane um, and uh, having some laughs, but, you know, in doing so, celebrating my dad's life with, yes. with that. So we are going to um, have a good time, right, Eric? Even though my mouth is numb a little bit because last night, what happened to me last night? My freaking crown broke. Well, I, I, I was eating. <laughs> she was having having dinner? No, lunch. lunch. I was having lunch. Oh. And then I was like, what am I going to do? So I started texting my friend that is a dentist and then texting my, my, my Dr. Back Bieber. back of her tooth just cracked. My actual dentist. And then uh, he was so graceful that he saw me today. And I, if, I, if I sound a little funky, I apologize. But yeah, I have a temp now and it's, it's been a nightmare. But <laughs> here we are. Thank you, quarantine time, for breaking my... My crown molar. Anyways, we are going to reminisce. We're going to go. You know why you're breaking it? It's because you grind your teeth at night and you don't wear your guard and that cracks your teeth. And then what have I been, I've been, I have been asking you for something so I can sleep at night so I don't grind my teeth. Get a better mouth guard. I have a mouth guard, but it was giving me neck pain. Use it. I'm going to. You don't need need pot gummies to sleep if you haven't used your mouth guard. Well, if you go to the store and get me something that I can mellow, I will stop grinding my teeth and breaking my my teeth. Is your life that stressful? You're inside it's not the house. Su- it's all not day supposed long. to be. I don't know why it's so stressful. I don't know why I grind, but I've been doing it my whole life. I was in high school. Like I remember one <sighs> day, twice it happened in high school. They had to call my mom to come get me because my my jaw will lock. Have have that ever happened no. to you? I've heard of lock, lock. Job, like click, it. and then you you oh. crook it, and then you cannot move it, and it's painful. My jaw people will lock, and they will have to call my mom oh to my get God. me to the That's doctor. Not embarrassing. Super embarrassing. You're what? at school. You got locked jaw. That'd be yeah. It was, oh my god. It was awful. It's actually look at Rosalind. Her mouth is open. <laughs> I, I closed close close and I was locked. So I hold all my all my tension goes to my jaw for whatever reason. Anyways, let's reminisce, Eric. Can we reminisce? All right, little walk down memory lane. Speaking of weed, that's funny because I used to, I could have gotten you a bunch of weed when I was growing up. I was. You listen, I wasn't a big stoner. Well, yeah, I definitely. When 
Sorry, mom. mom. Sorry, mom. Yeah, you, I don't listen, think you listen to the podcast. You listen to the podcast. Uh, no, I definitely experimented with quite a bit of weed. I had a lot of friends that would have weed on their person. I could have gotten you weed then. Now well, I don't have any me. idea. And then it was illegal. Now it's legal. Wow. Well, I'm Who joking. Knew? I don't need but it. I, I don't need it. Sorry, Mom. I wasn't a stoner. Don't worry. Can I ask you something? How strict yes. was your family when you were growing up? Who was who was more strict, Mom or Dad? Uh, def- I would say my mom was probably more strict. Neither one, I don't remember being overly strict. Um, but my my mom, I think, across the board. How about you? Um, my mom, too. Listen, my, my father was... Um, I don't want to say an absent father because my father, they're still together 50-something years. My, my parents, I grew up with both of them, but my father was always working. Um, so my mom was like the one holding the fort. And my mom is like a, like a man. My mom is super, super strong, super strict. But you know what? Strict, like I'm going to give you an example. That, that, that was going to be another thing that I wanted to ask you. Were you allowed to have sleepovers? Sleepovers. I, yeah, I had sleepovers all the time. All the time. So, Much younger age than we even, like, Sabella's not having so, sleepovers. So, me too. So, I grew up having sleepovers. Different, different time in life. Like, though. my whole life, I will stay at my friend's house weekly, pretty much. And my mom was super comfortable, and it was, like, a normal thing. I would think that even though she was super strict, she would never, she shouldn't have done that. Like, we have kids now, and there's no way Sabella's going to have a, a sleepover like that so freely. So, okay. so you know, it's, so yeah, knowing, different times. Knowing how strict your mom was, did you ever skip school growing up? I did, yeah. yeah you know why Were you ever a risk funny? taker? Were you a risk taker? Uh, not not a lot. No, not a lot. Because then again, I always, my mom was super, mi mamá estaba pendiente a todo, a todo. Mi mamá era una persona que era como una de detective. So I, I couldn't really uh, try to be funky like that. But I do remember once, I was maybe a junior or maybe senior in high school, and one of my friends, one of my friends um, wanted to go to Old San Juan and take some pictures with this me and this guy that I was kind of dating that my mom didn't approve at all. He was like the devil for my mom. And she dropped me off at school and I acted like I would walk to school and I didn't. And then she met me, my friend, and we spent the whole day in Old San Juan. My mom's friend, Bianca's mom, saw me and looked at me and I was like, please don't say anything, please don't say anything. Anyways, we went to Old San Juan, we did a whole photo shoot and my mom, then I came back on a time, put my uniform back. My mom came to get me. Never knew it happened until maybe a year later that I had the pictures inside a shoebox inside my closet. And my mom, I came from from ballet, ballet class one day. And my mom is waiting for me, asking me, when did you take this? Why, when did this happen? And I had to confess and she almost freaking killed me. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I never could did see, it again. I could see Olga going off. Oh yeah, going off. I never was a big school skipper. I got in trouble a lot at school. I definitely got uh, suspended once, which was not good. No, you didn't. Yeah. Why? Got put in detention. Like an idiot. I thought it would be fun to use a hairspray can and put my name on the wall in science lab, and then I had a, I don't know how I had a match. Maybe it was part of the experiment, and I lit the my name on fire when the teacher was in the other room really stupid and then he walked in didn't see it and the whole class ratted me out and I got sent to the office and was put in detention I got suspended risk of being expelled it was a nightmare what did Gwen do? not very happy I remember my grandpa picked me up were you grounded? oh yeah I was grounded for like a month oh my god good I'm glad Um, did you have more male friends or or female friends growing up? uh, pretty balanced pretty balanced I mean I played football and I played a lot of sports and I had a lot of male friends I had both. Probably more male friends, I guess, but a lot of girlfriends, too. 
by you. Okay. Um, I think the same, both. I mean, I always gravitated more towards um, the guys because I grew up with three brothers. You know, I was the only girl. And, and so my, my, my life was very surrounded by men, you know. So that, that, that explains why my favorite sport is boxing. But then I also danced ballet and I was into beauty pageants, but I was always wrestling with my, my brothers. Supposedly a runner. And I was a Suppos- runner. Supposedly. My father. I've seen you on a treadmill. It's not. It's not like she's a sprinter or a graceful runner. I still have a lot of questions about her being a runner. You know what is so sad? Because nowadays we document everything with our phones and we have videos of of our kids that we're going to be able to show them when they're old. When I was growing up, I I don't have a lot of pictures. I have no videos of me dancing or running. That's why I do not believe that you were running. Then ask my freaking family. I, I have seen, told you a hundred thousand times. Run. I, Don't I, judge me at forty-seven years unfortunately, old. Unfortunately, oh. I have to watch you run all the time on this treadmill you put in the living room. But Eric, I, I was an athlete. I see you. I was an athlete. athlete? I was an That's athlete. a big word. I was very athlete? very fast. Dan- we went dancer. through this. We went through okay, this before. Dancer, I was very I fast because I, I still don't believe it. Okay. All right. At, with strict parents or strict mom, what age did you have your first kiss? Was it that hard to remember? For, Jeez. No, maybe uh, 13, 14, maybe? 13, 14? That's, that's impressive. That's better than I would But have no, like with kiss, like, like with your it, tongue? No, no, like, no like, like a peg. I don't remember. Like a peck? No, like, like, like that. Like, ooh, like, no, like, no, no, like, no, I was probably in seventh grade. Yeah, going for it. So I was probably 12, I guess. No, I was, I was more than that. What age did you lose your virginity? I'm not going to answer that question. Why? No. All right. It was late too, but I don't want to answer You're that. That's not, I'm not comfortable. No, I was a bit early. When did that. you lose it? A ten? Fourteen. Fourteen? Is yeah. that is that early or late for a boy? Mm, I don't know. I guess you, it depends on the on the person, but I think it's more on the early side that I can. That did I, your parents ever ever have the talk with you? Oh, my dad had about, the talk about sex. My dad, all my dad wanted to do was have the talk. My dad no way. was like the ultimate playboy in life growing up, but he was very adamant, like, you know, Eric, be safe. You don't want to get, you know, any... Well, like, giving you condoms and everything? Oh, yeah. My dad was like, look, if you're going to have sex, if you're going to screw around, just be responsible, be smart, use protection. I will get you protection so you have it. I don't want... He wanted to make sure I wasn't getting anybody pregnant and that I wasn't getting any diseases. So he uh, was wh- very responsible. At what age did he start that having regard. that conversation? Oh, as soon as I started high school. As soon as I was did in junior mom, high. I was 14. Mom? It was a summer going into high school. So I was 13, turning 14. And he had to talk to me as soon as I started. What did you active. say? I was like, "All right, Dad, cool." What about your mom? Did she ever no, have to talk? No, never had to talk to my mom. Yeah, I don't think my mom knows any of this information, but she'll probably learn it when she listens to the podcast. My Sorry, my mom. parents to this day think I'm a virgin. <laughs> they do. So, I don't think I, so I have. <laughs> Roz the virgin with two kids. <laughs> Roz the virgin. Listen, I I've never ever had the talk like sex was a forbidden topic. With for me because I was the girl and the youngest one. It's so funny because having three brothers, I was I saw so many women walk in and out of my house. You have no idea, like crazy amount. But it was not a topic of conversation. To wow. this day, my mom will not talk to me about sex did, or my dad. Did you have a lot of boyfriends? Um, that they knew were boyfriends, or did you have a lot of boyfriends? Or were you more of like the monogamy? Were you into one relationship at a time? One really? I never dated. I never in my life. I dated like, long relationships. Long, like I will meet somebody and then I will date for five years, and then I will be single for a little bit, and then I will date for three years, uh, like long relationships. Yeah. So was, not like a lot of dating. No. That was not me. You dated a lot. Yeah. That, you don't want to know those. You don't want to know that. You want to know all that information? Not really. I don't want to give you numbers because I don't think I could even remember. Num- oh wow! Oh, what a baller! <laughs> no, oh my God, no, Rico! I don't mean it in that suave. way. Suave. I don't mean it in that way, but yeah, I definitely. He doesn't remember the number. No, that's no. 
Whatever. Right. <laughs> there was um, All right. Whatever. Um, did, did uh, I know, I already know this question for you. Did your parents ever approve, approve of everybody you dated? I know that's a no. Absolutely not. And I think with me, I think with me, my parents were cool with pretty much everybody I dated. And I just, if it didn't work out, I explained. I don't think I ever had anybody that was like a flag that they said from the get-go they didn't like. No, my mom will just look at me. Like, my mom has no filter and no, like, my mom is, like, <laughs> brutal. Um, we always joke that she she caused the, my oldest brother's first divorce <laughs> because my mom, <laughs> if she doesn't like you, she doesn't like you. And I remember, um, yeah, no, she was absolutely not, to the point that she he's not welcome to come to the house ever. I don't want to see his face, like, to that point. That's to that point. funny. Yeah, really, really crazy. Did, who is your favorite uh this is going to lead to something else I'm going to drop on us in a, in a minute, but who was your favorite singer growing up? Lionel Richie. Really? And Menudo. Oh, wow. Okay. Arenita Nazario and Yolandita Monge, Lourdes Robles. I was very much into local talent, Puerto Rican artists. Local talent. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Gilberto Santa Rosa. I jumped um, all over the map. I mean, honestly, I think I had, I went through phases of, Heavy metal with like Bon Jovi, my first concert ever in excess. Then it was huge into rap and R and B. Oh, I don't know if I can really uh, Prince, a big fan. I don't know. Do you have any regrets uh, regarding your high school years hmm. at all? I don't have any major regrets. I wish I would have worked harder as a student in high school. I was not a bad student, but I didn't work as hard as I would have liked to. When I got into college, is when I sort of realized my work ethic in school. How about hmm. you? Uh, regrets in high school. And not learning a second language. That's my other regret. Oh, you're right. Yeah. No, I, you know what? I should have paid attention to my mom. You know, moms are, are next level, you know, especially my mom. Yo le digo que mi mamá como brujita, mi mamá tiene un tercer ojo. She has a third eye to the point that she dreams about having a third eye. So my mom, the way she would go about things was a little brutal. So you would like to rebel against it, but she was always right. Always. Nunca, nunca falló. Mi mamá nunca falló. Wow. Ella ponía el sello and she was right. Y I wish I would have listened to her uh, more because she was, yeah, she was always right. So, oh my God, this one is funny. You know, guys, I have to tell you a story. So when I met Eric, when we started dating, right? We started dating. Eric, we were, I was what, in my 30s. You were in your 30s as well. I was in my 20s. Thank you very much. You were not. Yes, I was. In You're your 20s? three years older than me. I threw you a surprise party yeah, but, uh, for no, your you 32nd birthday. No, I was like 29. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe 28. Okay, so Maybe 28 when I met you. By the time sorry. we were dating, I was 29. Okay, so Eric did a playlist. He showed up one day at my house, and he actually had a playlist. Like, we were in, like, junior high school or something I like that. Like a sick playlist. Of, like, the romantic songs. I thought that was so funny and juvenile. It was actually cute. That's something my dad taught me. <laughs> my dad was all about playlists. He was all that about... That was funny. Mr. I was like... Mr. Um, Romance. Thank you. I was all about playlists, man. I could put together sick playlists in school. Again, my dad taught me that. Um, okay. And so I showed up with you at IBI. I had a cool Do you remember what songs? What were the, the, the five what, songs? I don't no? remember what was on it right now, but if you, I actually did this, and we, we did this with each other, and uh -huh. I wanna, we're going to reveal it for the first time. Uh -huh. If you, you put together a playlist of your favorite love songs growing up, uh -huh. what would you make for me? Huh. I would. Why are you moving the camera? I see the shoes like you always complain about. I know, but then the lighting. There you go. Better. Okay. No, but then I look horrible. Look at my hair. Okay. Oh my god. I look. You're Anyways, you're still recording. People have to tune into the podcast to to hear this. Okay, so my playlist would be. 
Stuck on You. Lionel Richie, by the way, if you guys Wait, hear Wait, that's it, your number one? Somebody crying is Dylan just got up. Start with um, your number five and work your way up. Faithfully. No, but the thing is, Eric, when I did the list, I did, these are just love songs that, I, that I loved. What's your favorite? What would be your number one? Journey, Faithfully. What, what, besides, Journey, being, faithfully. besides being faithful, what is, what, is it, what is it about? Huh? Faithfully, what is it about? Well, you're asking me, it's your favorite song. <laughs> you talk to me, it's clearly not that important to you. <laughs> Well, then Quiero Ser de Menudo, which I don't know if it's a love song. And then I was madly in love with um, Lionel Richie. To this day, he's one of my favorite uh, singers of all times. So I will do You Are, You Are, the Sun. You know that song? Oh, that's Faithfully. It's Faithfully About Love. So that is your number one. That's not my number one. Then Quiero okay. Ser de Menudo. You're never going to find that. Right. Then you are, you, you are. That's the name of Lionel Richie? Mm-hmm. And then Madonna, Borderline. I don't know if that's a love that's song. That's the playlist you would have made for me. It's not a playlist for you to work out to. I don't give a shit about Borderline I on my playlist think, for you trying to seduce me. I don't know. I have to think. If, You're going to seduce me with Borderline? About, I don't know, Eric. I'm talking about this. Wow, this is a playlist of things. This okay, stuck on well. you. Stuck on you. Dude. Stuck on you. All right, my stuck turn. You, you did not take this homework assignment very well. Too late. Too late. No, no. Borderline. Okay. All right, my this is ridiculous. You you did not even understand this homework assignment. I didn't understand the homework. All right, my playlist that I would have made for for you, my songs growing up, would have been, well, it was a tie for fifth with two Keith Sweat songs. I used to love Keith Sweat. I don't know who's Keith Sweat. Twisted. What? Keith Sweat? Oh, my God. Twisted. What the heck is Keith Sweat? And I'll give all my love to you. I'll give all my love to you. Oh, my God. Keith Sweat was the bomb. I have never heard of that. I want to sex you up. Color Me Bad. Oh, it's romantic. Thank you. So romantic. Color Me Bad. You know that song? That song was No, I know the song, I was but, but that's the song that you want to give yeah, me. I want to sex you up. Purple Rain, Prince, that, oh, which I actually played my... for you when we were going to Mammoth for the first time. When we first started dating, you I did? put Purple Rain on my playlist on the drive up to Mammoth. Well, that's we one of my jam- favorite songs of all time. We were jamming to Purple Rain. My dream was to dance with that song one day and it never happened. Also, Knocking Boots. Can you take me dancing so we can go I'm still giving my list. Okay. Knocking Boots. No idea. The Candyman? No idea. Oh, it's great. It's about knocking boots. You know what knocking boots are? No idea. Having sex. Knocking boots yeah. is having sex? Yeah. What do you mean? Knocking boots is you're having sex like you're... you're never mind. Oh, my God. Oh, that's vulgar. All right. Vulgar. That's a my, vulgar playlist. My number one song on my playlist to you would be LL Cool J, I Need Love. Oh, I love that song. I need love. Oh, this takes me back. This would have been my number one. How old? How old were you when this happened? I was in junior high. When I'm alone in my room. Sing it. Yeah. Sing it. Sing it. Sing it. Give me a little taste. A cappella. No. When I'm it. alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall, and in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call, telling me I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove. For the first time in my life, I see I'm in love. Oh, I need love. That was good. That sounded good. All right, that's my that's uh, vanilla my ice over that's here. My playlist. Vanilla ice. All right. Well, coming up, we have our good friend Eva Longoria here. She's gonna be here after this break. We're gonna share a lot. We're yeah. talking about a lot of questions. Getting into some relationship fun questions with her. It's gonna be great. We'll be back. It's a basic truth. People need each other. It's why PenFed Credit Union's first members joined together for a better financial future. For 85 years, we've been there for our members and communities, and we're here for you today. 
we can help you bridge a financial gap, save wisely, and make confident decisions with your money. We know we are always stronger and better together. That's why we hope you'll join us. Membership is open to everyone. Apply today at penfed.org, insured by NCUA. Hello, this is Ron Burgundy, and you are listening to my voice, which commands trust and respect. Guess what? My podcast is back, and that's a win for everyone. Mainly for me because of the money, but also because I love to hear myself talk. And so do you. And if you're thinking it's time for a change in your insurance plan, be it automobile or home insurance, think no further than State Farm. You know the one with the catchy jingle, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has been in the insurance game for more years than anyone on earth can remember. They aren't some fly-by-night operation offering suspect savings. They offer real service for classy people who want to be confident in what they are buying. I call it the State Farm difference. I don't know what they call it. I don't even know who runs the company. Maybe I should run the company. I would keep the jingle, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, but I would change the tune. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That was better, right? girls one of my girls Eva Longoria what can I say about Eva everybody knows this powerhouse this this rock star she is probably well known all over the world she is an actress director producer philanthropist uh, super smart wonderful woman friend wife mom to Santi Um, there's so many things we can say about about this dynamo so let's just learn a little bit more about her. I love her so much, and I'm so grateful that she's going to be part of this podcast. He said, ella dijo. So let's bring her in. ¿Cómo Thank you for How joining you us. We're good. We're going a little naughty. Are you, are you happy <laughs> with your life right now, Eric? I'm always happy with my life for the most part. Oh, wow. I think okay. so. I try to be. I mean, I'm sitting in a closet right now recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How are you holding well, on, girl? You look girl? great. You <laughs> look the, great. You see how gray I am. Look at the beard. My husband has a, he won't let me cut his hair. And I'm like, I know how to cut hair. Let me cut your hair. And he won't let me cut it. So he has a man bun right now. <laughs> oh, that's cute though. That's sexy. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. It actually is. I was like, ugh, man bun. And then he has it. And I'm like, I kind of like I it. We should keep we should keep man bun after uh, quarantine. You I know. really don't think you'll get him to break down and let you cut his hair? You think another gonna, month? He, not me, not me. But like, once we get out of quarantine, he'll have. But he won't let you do it. it. Really, yeah. really. I'm pretty finicky like hair. that too, though. He that's has amazing. great hair. So you you will do a do... great job. That's I'm I'm surprised. I would do an amazing job. I now, Pepe, 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 ¿qué te pasa, Pepe? ¿Qué te pasa? I want to take the over under in like three weeks. I say he cracks in the next three weeks and let you cut his oh. hair. Okay, he might, yeah. he might, he might, he <laughs> might. It's funny. I'm, I'm yeah. convincing Eric to keep the beard because, you know, he's growing it and he's half black, yeah. half white. It's super sexy, but he says that it's too itchy. And... Oh, it's driving me crazy. This is probably the longest yeah. I've ever let a beard go. It looks good, though. You yeah. look, you, you, Pepe's you look... got a beard. He, he grows a nice beard. Pepe, oh, yeah. uh, Pepe has the thickest beard he's ever had. He's never had it this long, um, but he always has a beard. He actually hates when he doesn't have a beard. He looks like a totally different person without a beard. I know. Facial hair is the weirdest thing, how it will transform a person. He probably looks super young, like a baby without a beard, He looks uh, weird. I don't know if it's young, but he looks (laughs) weird. That's awful. Yeah, just like like my dad had a mustache his whole life. One time he had no mustache, it was a completely different person. Just the mustache changes everything. 
Yeah, did you see there's um there's kids on um on instagram or uh, you know the interweb and uh their dads have like shaved their beard or something and they look at them and they start just bawl crying yeah. they don't even know who it is they're like ah! that is funny so I you definitely imagine. prefer the beard you don't want him shaving his beard no no i like you're too beard. used to it i you're like a, i it. like a five o'clock shadow length Scro- yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah 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 I don't like this length right now. This is a little <laughs> That's crazy. funny. You know what little Dylan was telling us? He, that he wants a mustache. Because well, he's, he's never seen my beard I now. Know. He's like, where's my mustache? Mustache. My mustache. Daddy, mustache. My mustache. mustache. I'm going, no, Dylan, you have a while before you're going to grow a mustache. That's too funny. <laughs> anyway, so I want to start asking you some questions because I know okay. a lot of our listeners, they don't know. In this whole episode for us, we took a walk down memory lane between the two of yes. us. Where we grew up, what it was like, just our differences our interests, yes. sports, dating, everything. And, well, we're complete. Oh. <laughs> I mean, nothing's as As usual, it was a nightmare. No, it wasn't. It was funny. I, <laughs> I, let me same. tell you, I know you guys for a very long time, and I don't know oil and water and black and white and yin and yang. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine what this episode is sounding like of how you grew up. You know what, I'll never forget, Eva. I went to, I think Santi was a newborn, right? And I went to visit you. It was just you and me. We were inside Santi's nursery, right? And we're just talking, Santi's like falling asleep. You're breastfeeding Santi and then Santi goes to bed. And we're talking about relationships and life and the business and a lot of stuff. And you said to me, so how do you guys make it work? <laughs> like really concerned. And I was like, yeah. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we, we just do. We're funny? so different. And we like we joked about the fact. I mean, this is we've said this on the podcast before, but it's like she grew up on a small in a small on a small island and feels like she came from the biggest city. Like she came from New York. She's this big city <laughs> because, girl. Because everything is high maintenance. Everything <laughs> is like because, bah, 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 girl, high heels. Done I'm up. from the capital of Puerto Rico, San Juan. So she thinks Respect. she's from New York. Oh, whatever. I grew up right. in La Puente. And I've got more street cred. <laughs> and I'm more yeah. just street do you in general think, than she Do is. you think Eric has street cred? I do. <laughs> Are you joking? Are I you do. joking? Ask anybody we know. Oh, my God. Anyway. Ask anybody we know. I love it. But no, I really, you know why it works? Because you're both great people. And oh. you're both, you know, there's not like one in the in in the bunch it's like you guys are both good people but it is funny because i know roz eric i actually understand the high maintenance of it <laughs> i know roz. I'm, a, I'm a high maintenance i think i it's always say i'm un besito de coco what are you talking about <laughs> whatever <laughs> anyway so i want to ask you at what age did you move to hollywood from texas uh 20 21, 22, 22, oh, 22, 22. I was 20. Yeah. Just 22 years old. I was, I was going to, I was turning 22 when I moved to New York. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And we were both pageant girls, but you, you went a lot farther than me. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You both are pageant girls. You were what? Corp, Corp, Miss Corpus Christi? Miss Corpus Christi. I love you, it. The Miss, the Miss Texas pageant is the most competitive pageant oh, in I the world. More yeah. than Miss Universe. Like these bitches take it seriously. Really? And there were girls who moved to like Minnesota to win because they could never win in Texas just to go to Miss USA wow. because they could That's never amazing. get past. Of course. They couldn't get past their little local pageant. That is funny. Wow. Listen, pageant is a sport. Like I tell him in Puerto Rico, pageant is a sport. Like we, we yeah. love but it. Were you pageant? crazy type or you kind of fell into it? were you like oh, oh, super no. nuts about like the whole world no 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 no. i mean i'm from texas where it's pageants and football but but i didn't grow up with it i was in college and i was in a 
senior and my my Pell Grant fell through. Like it just, uh, it didn't happen. And so I didn't have any money for my senior year of, no money. And I was like, what am I going to do? I need money. And uh, my girlfriend goes, there's a scholarship pageant. And I said, oh, wow. oh, what is that? What, what, what is that? And I was 21, 21 years old. And she goes, it's a scholarship pageant. I was like, oh, so maybe you have to be smart. And it was really, a <laughs> it was a beauty pageant disguised as a scholarship. But basically, I figured out if I could get fifth place, I'd be okay. Cause then I would have like tuition or books or it was like, it was like books. And then it was books and tuition. And then it was like books, tuition board, and then books, tuition board and money. And but so like fifth place was, I was like, ah, if I could just get fifth, hopefully fourth place, I'll be, I'll be good. Oh, and I had never been in a pageant in my life. And I called my mom, you know, I was, I was, I grew up La Prieta Feya in my family La which means face of the ugly the, really the, the ugly duckling yeah. right which was yeah. not true at all she's always can't beautiful. Yeah. isn't that funny no very true the ugly dark one that's what i was because i was the only no. one with dark hair and dark my sisters look like you Eric. This is, my yeah, like, light eyes i'm very white you're right you're right wera, wera, wera. My, and my, my my mom they call her tia wera, uh you know like the white aunt because okay. everybody's so light skin in my family and here comes me like Black. I mean, I was so dark. Funny. So anyway, I call my mom and I go, mom, I need a dress. I'm going to be in a pageant. She goes, oh, honey, I don't I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> that I was like, is mom, she really thought like, honey, you're going to lose. You're going to feel bad. Like she was, she was like, and then my sisters were laughing because they were like, OK, you're going to be in a pageant. I was like, I just need to get fifth place. Oh, my God. <laughs> So I didn't even invite anybody. I didn't invite anybody. I didn't tell wow. anybody. And I and and I stood wrong. I didn't know how to stand. I didn't know how to, you know, whatever. I was, but I was, my, I was ripped because I was an aerobics instructor trainer. So like, I knew the bathing suit uh, competition. You I was like, I'm set. good. I'm you good. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I points there. I knew I had <laughs> And then um, I remember like, I made, I made top five and, and they do the question on the top five or whatever. And, uh, and there were random questions and, and the one, they drew one of the questions that wasn't my question, but they go, the first question is, and it was about, remember, remember that sheep that was cloned back in the dolly? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So, and it happened that year or whatever. And it was like, what do you think about cloning and the, and the like moral aspect of cloning? Right. And the girl next to me, she goes, what the fuck is cloning? <laughs> so then in that moment I go, well, I know I didn't get fifth place. You know what's like, sad? Okay, that would have been me. Yeah. I was like, cloning? Yeah. What, are, what are they talking <laughs> about cloning? Oh, oh my cloning. God. Cloning. She's like, what is, she's smiling through through her teeth. She goes, what, what is cloning? That is um, funny. And so then uh, we did the questions and then I was like, oh, okay, I know I got fourth place. I'm so excited. And then I won. I won the whole thing. And uh, how I was, was that like, oh phone God, call I'm- to your mom? Say, mom, just so you know, I just won. I said, I had to send them a picture <laughs> with my crown and everything because they didn't believe me. That is awesome. And in the prize package was a was a trip to Los Angeles. And that's where acting started. But like I fell into pageants, which made me fall into acting, which made me move to L.A. So when you moved to the States, when you moved to L.A., it wasn't for acting. It was just part of the package. You were not thinking, I want to be an actress. Oh my no. God. Oh it was my part God. of like, uh, it, I came to compete in, um, in this, like, uh, it was called IMTA, which is like act, uh, modeling. It was modeling really. It was modeling. Like a talent, whatever. talent contest talent. type of thing. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And they gave me like a, a little, sheet, like a cold reading, you know, they gave me a, a sheet while I 
was there and they said, here, go enter this contest and go enter that contest. And there was all these like categories and, and I was like, oh, okay. And I got like 18 callbacks from managers and agents while I was, and there was, it was like a convention of a thousand people. Of course, there's a lot of people, yeah. And you have to pay, it's a lot of money. It's like those, those bar, Barbosan model yep, things yep. or like, it's expensive, but I got the scholarship to go there. And I was like, this is fun. I've just never been to LA. And literally in that moment, I go, I'm going to be an actress. <laughs> wow. Like, I think I'm good at this. Like, that's crazy. I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to be an actress. Yeah. And oh that was it. God. But that was, I graduated college and then, and then came here. And I didn't, I didn't, you know, ignorance is bliss because I didn't know anything, but I knew I had a degree. And so I said, I have a, I can get a job anywhere. I have a college degree. So I can, I a can degree on what you do. What was your degree? Your bachelor's was in like? education and kinesiology. So it was, um, physical, physical science. I wanted to be a physical therapist. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted like study of the body. Oh my God. That's that insane. Awesome. Did you think that I know it was like a left turn. And my, and I remember telling my mom, I said, mom, I was in LA and I said, mom, I'm staying. I'm not, like, I didn't even take the flight home from that trip. And she goes, I have no money. I had $22 in my account. And, uh, and she goes, okay, well, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to get a job. And I went to a temp agency and I got a job. So what was, was that, that first job? How, what, what, what was that first job? Well, I went to the temp agency to get a job and the temp agency hired me. And the temp agency, the guy, I was sitting in the lobby and the CEO was Hispanic, which I didn't know. And I was sitting in the lobby and he actually thought I was cute. So he told the receptionist, send her back here, I'll interview her. So I, I didn't know. And I went in and, and he, his name was Frank and he goes, so what do you want to do? And I said, I just, I'm an actress. I'm an actress. I've been in here. I've been here two days. I'm an actress. So I, I need time and I just want like temp jobs here and there. And he goes, why don't you work here? And I said, what's here? And he goes, it's, we're a temp agency. It's like, um, it's like matchmakers for people and jobs. So you find people, you find jobs and you put them together. Okay. And I said, oh, okay. I mean, I, I think I can do that. And then uh, he literally, like, this was all within an hour of being in this reception area. And he goes, great, here's your cell phone. Here's your computer. That's your office. We got to go next door to have a meeting. And, and I go, I'm sorry, wait, I'm sorry, what, what, what? And that was my first cell phone I ever had. It was a Nextel. It was so big. Um, and so then we go across the street to Sprint PCS. This was the uh, client. And I'm like, I don't even know what we're doing. And we sit in this meeting and Frank goes, uh, they were obviously mad because I guess he hadn't found them people, whatever. So they were yelling in this meeting and I'm sitting there going, what the hell is happening? And uh, he goes, don't worry. I have a new account executive. She's a telecommunications specialist. Her name's Eva. And I was like, I'm oh. a tele what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my what God. are you talking about? And then he goes, all right, so I'll let you guys talk. And he leaves. And I'm there with the Sprint PCS people and they were just launching in LA. And they're like looking at me like, okay. So, and I was like, um, so what, what's the job? And they go, look, we need weekend warriors. It's the people in the malls that sell the cell phones yeah. on the kiosk. Mm -hmm. kiosk. Yes. And, uh, and it was $10 an hour, weekends only. And I go, I want that job. I want that job. Are you joking? Are you yeah, I was like, I don't want this. I don't even know what this job is, but that one's great because it's weekends only. I'm an actor. Yeah, yeah. $10 an hour. <laughs> yeah. Like, back then, I mean, I think the minimum wage was like six. I mean, yeah. it was, you know, I was like, 
oh my God, why am I sitting here? That's the job I should have had. And I go, how many people do you need? They go, if we don't have 30 people by Friday, we're firing that agency. And I was like, oh. And then I just went to my acting class. And I said, this is the perfect uh, job for actors. And I told everybody in the acting class to come apply. And like 30 people showed up, 30 actors, and they all got the job. And the and the Sprint PCS people were so happy, and my bo- the boss was so happy. And he goes, you're like a natural. And I'm like, well, yeah, but that was like, that's like a no brainer. And, uh, and I remember him asking me, do you want to be base salary or commission? And I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what base salary meant. And he goes, well, commission means you can make as much as you want. And I thought, okay, that's what I want. I want that one. And uh, not knowing you don't, you don't get money until, until you, you start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I booked so many people. I was like an agent for, for people, normal jobs. And uh, I, I had 60 people the next week and I had eight. I mean, literally it caught fire within Hollywood because everybody wanted those jobs because they were easy. It was on weekends. It didn't interrupt with auditioning. It didn't interrupt with wow. work and you can make money. And they were blown away by, by how good it was. And I made great money. Like the minute I landed here, I was like, oh, this is, this is easy. And my boss comes back to me like literally six months later and he goes, we need to, we need to talk about the commission structure because it wasn't built for this volume. Like you're doing <laughs> Are you too much. And I was like, no, 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 exactly. No, exactly. You didn't explain to me what the commission was. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to redefine it for you. It was so funny. And I did that for three or four years. And I even did it. My first big break was Young and the Wrestler. And uh-huh. it was, I wasn't making enough on Young. It was like $900 an episode on yeah. Young and the Wrestlers that I had to stay headhunting. So I did it out of my dressing room at CBS for a year while I was on Young and the Wrestlers. You know that I remember my- Your side hustle was legit. Si- you changed you know, the whole no. entire game. What's crazy is <laughs> that you were already producing at, 20, at 22 years old. You were producing. You were fully producing. Yeah. That's insane. You know, yeah. I I did as and a world turns. And political questions in your uh, beauty pageant about- In your beauty pageant, exactly, about cloning. <laughs> about cloning. I Your career laying itself out. remember my first job in English was as the world turns when I was in New York and it was the same thing. Yeah. I was making $750 a day and I thought I was a multi-millionaire. <laughs> like, I don't think you understand. I was like, I made it. I am wealthy. And, I, and nowadays I'm going and then, you, of course, I, I didn't even know what credit was. I remember the first time I was at the Bronx with some family members. Oh, and no. when I went to apply for an apartment in Manhattan and they gave me the application on whatever because they needed to check my credit, I was like... What? So I called my dad and I said, Dad, they want to check mi, mi credito? Que es eso? I uh-huh. didn't freaking know what credit was. How sad. Yeah. How yeah. freaking so, sad. So anyway, if, if all of that would have fallen apart, do you, what would have been your dream job or what do you think if you didn't become an actress, what do you think you would have pursued? Do you know? Because oh. I don't even like, I think, yeah. I think about this myself and I don't even know exactly. I know what I, my goals were, but. I, it's so funny. I knew I'd be successful. I didn't know at what, but I knew I'd be yeah. successful. I would probably be running Sprint PCS right now. You yeah. know, like I was, I was very, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. I was very into corporate structure. I liked quotas and I liked measurement and I liked metrics and I liked bars and like, tell me the bar and I'm going to pass it. Like, I like that. That's why acting frustrated me because there's no recipe yep. for yeah. success. There's no, I could do exactly what Rosin did and we wouldn't have the same outcome. And that made me crazy. But in corporate America, it was like sales, bottom line, profit, loss. Um, and you knew where you yeah. stood. And um, and I, I was good with people. So I was great in sales. I was like, I'd probably be in corporate America running, running something. That would be... <laughs> 
It wouldn't. You wouldn't go into <laughs> kinesiology. You wouldn't have gone into t- into teaching. None of that. None of that. Let me tell you. Uh, are you guys homeschooling right now? Is that yeah. like not a new yes. appreciation for teachers? Whole new ball game. <laughs> it's I mean, Eric is doing ninety five percent, ninety nine. Yeah, he's doing ninety nine percent of it, and and it's crazy. I don't have the patience. I don't understand anything. I'm just like, I, I, I occasionally oh give God. you an art project to follow. Yeah, I explain what you have <laughs> to they're, do. They're, they're, the creative, artistic uh, homeschooling. Like, Ross, follow her around and take pictures with her. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love me, it. I come- I come from a family of teachers. And so, and like, I was the last one in my family to get a master's degree. Like my, my family's very educational focused. So they really wanted me to be a teacher. My sister's a teacher. My mom was a teacher. My aunts are like, and so we have such a great respect for teachers in my family, but also like I'm the underachiever in my family. (laughs) They're like, they're doing the real work while I'm over here, make plain, make believe. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And do you think your passion for politics is something that grew over time or do you think that's something you always had an interest in and knew you'd find a way even to get involved with no it grew it grew and i think that's what some people are intimidated to get civically engaged because they think like i don't know enough and Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not that involved and no i that grew i'm in high school they gave us a project uh in my government class they said you we had to volunteer for a campaign uh you could pick whichever one but you had to go put in some hours like registering people to vote or whatever and that's when i first kind of got the taste of it of like oh what's this oh so you have to go and like register oh and i wasn't old enough to vote i was 17. and then um when i moved to hollywood one of the first people i met was dolores huerta which i was really lucky Mm -hmm. to have had her as a mentor before i became famous and she always said you're gonna have something to you know one day you're gonna have a voice so make sure you have something to say like what are you going to Mm -hmm. say with your, once you yeah. have a voice and I was like and I was on Young and the Restless I was like oh, I'm not gonna have that big of a voice um and and little by little I just I, I I'm very curious and and so I just learned more and and with her I learned a lot about farm worker rights and how it all the rights and gains of the civil rights movements in the 60s for farm workers have been dismantled like they're no longer there and I was like but why and she'll go blah 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 blah. and I go why but but why and then mm-hmm. I just never I, you never get to the end and as you keep asking questions then you see how policy affects those decisions I'm like oh so California passed uh English first you know it, and so if you look at that law, you go, uh, oh, yeah, you know, English for the kids or it was something like that. And you go, oh, yeah, that's a good thing. English for kids. But it meant taking out Spanish. And wow. so there's a lot of like ways that they they um, word these laws, you know, just like like the Defensive Marriage Act. And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's defend marriage for everybody. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. That's not what it means. Mm-hmm. It actually means this. And you're like, oh, man. And so every time I got more and more and more curious. And that's how how I realized how policy affects people. And that's what excites me. Not so much politics, but yeah. like people. I have a funny story. Well, it's, it's not funny. It's actually a true story. Like, I, what was it? Like, maybe, I don't know if Santi was born. Maybe, maybe two years ago? When, when was the first time? I went to uh, this psychic. His name is Richard. And he his claim to fame, <laughs> you remember this, was yes. um, that he predicted the Meghan Markle whole thing because she was a client. And he had said to her, you're moving to London and you're going to blah, blah, blah. And then it happened. You know, she moved to London and she married, a, 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 not a prince, a 
potential wannabe yeah. prince. He's a prince. He is a he's prince. A prince. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a prince. Yeah, you're right. He's just he's not scary. the next one. Well, he's stepped away from the family now. But so. I know. But anyways, <laughs> but to make the story short, so I, w- I wanted to go to the psychic because I'm crazy. And I get there. I don't even know I said Rosalind Sanchez. The, the, the appointment was through Rosalind or something. But it wasn't actually my name because I'm always thinking, what if they Google you or whatever? Yeah, so yeah. I yeah no so I, I went to the place. I don't think the guy um, he's actually lovely. Richard um, recognized me. He's an old African American man. Um, they used to call him the prophet. So I'm sitting down, yeah. and right off the bat, I'm within 30 seconds, he starts telling me stuff that I'm going. There's no way. There's no way this yeah. man would know yeah. this information. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, right. what? I keep saying, oh hi, oh hi. Uh, what's happening with oh hi? No, Santa Barbara. And I was driving to the appointment when Eric was booking Ojai Valley Inn because we were going to go away um, to Ojai for like a little mini vacation. And I didn't put it together because I didn't think that Ojai was actually Santa Barbara. So anyway, so I'm going back and forth. I'm going, Santa Barbara? I don't know. He goes, no, you know, Ojai. And I went, oh my God, my husband just bought (laughs) And then he goes, you know what? No, it's bigger than that. It's not about a vacation. You're going to end up owning property over there because you want land. And I'm like, my dream is to freaking buy some land in Ohio so I can use it as a dog shelter because I just want to rescue animals, right? Insane yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Anyways, halfway yeah. through the, the whole um, reading, he brings your name up. Yeah. And I'm going, oh my God. And then he tells me she's going to be into politics, heavily into politics, like a very important figure. She's going to be a congresswoman. She's going to be a senator. She's going to be whatever she wants to be. And I'm like, you know what? I believe it 100% because I see her as president. <laughs> she thinks that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not just going to be president. He's convinced that. you're going to be a president. No, no, but I've always thought you're going to be president. So anyway, so I leave and I called you immediately saying, oh my God, you're going to believe, you're going to believe. This psychic said to me that you're going to be in politics and you're like, no, I don't think so. I'm going, I'm not saying now, but yeah. later on, you're going to be heavily involved. I know you are already, but yeah, you're running for president, so, just so you know. So you grow, okay, so going from that, because obviously you have these great political, you know, skills and mindset and everything you th- not even political like you said helping people right yeah, but political yeah. as well philanthropy philanthropy you yeah. are incredibly smart with business and navigating that how was it in school for you was that stuff that interested you were you an athlete mm-hmm. were you a cheerleader mm-hmm. were you uh, a, what was your focus in school like growing up i was i was everything i was cheerleader i was an athlete i was a band geek i was a nerd I like I was in math club, but I was a cheerleader and I was in band, but I also was Versus an athlete. Like, yeah, That's I loved, awesome. I, I did it all and I wanted to do it all. And I still am like that, like today, I'm always like, I gotta do that, I wanna do that, I wanna direct, I wanna produce, I wanna act, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, that's how I was in school. Uh, but it's but as far as like scholastically or academically, I, I wasn't great. I was like a C student, I wasn't great, but it wasn't until I went back to get my master's that, I, I really enjoyed what I was learning because you you know in your masters you're so focused mm-hmm. and you get to pick really what you want to do, and I picked Chicano studies which was you know my my community and the Mexican American history of of us the history of, of of Mexican Americans in the United States and I devoured like I was an A plus student and I would be the one in class with the 21 year olds and I'm like so I read ahead. And I had a question about, you know, they were like, oh, That's awesome. God. I was like, uh, in school, I was like that. I was, my grades were always, uh, I would get by through school. When I got into college and I started to focus on what I thought I wanted to be, which was medicine at the time, then yeah. I it kicked in gear and I was zoned in. Like, I loved what I was doing. I loved learning. 
I was more excited about it all, all through junior high, high school. I was like, ah, I'll get by. Let me just go play sports. Let me do this. Let me do that. Yeah. I was jumping into everything. With me, it was the opposite because my mom is also a school teacher, like 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 your mom and your family. And she yeah. was um, um, social studies, specifically the history of Puerto Rico. So, and she was a very strict uh, teacher. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. all through like kinder, all the way through senior year of high school, my mom was all over me. So I was an A student, but I believe yeah. that I was very smart, but I think it was more because my mom was a teacher and she was adamant that I was an yeah. A straight student. So I did amazing, but again, she was like, yeah. Like I remember like, I will have a test, whatever test. My mom will make a test the night before, right? Because she knew most likely this is gonna be the test that you're gonna get, right? Uh -huh, like she was uh -huh. notorious at school. Like all my friends were like, let me see your mom's test because I wanna, if, if we make if we get it right, we're gonna have, we're gonna be fine. So I did amazing all the way through senior. Then I went to college and I was like, I'm done with you, mom. Just leave me alone because I don't even want to do this. <laughs> I was I was going to business administration and marketing because my mom, my, my father wanted me to study business. And I'm like, yeah. I'm on my own. And that's when I realized I'm a dumbass. I <laughs> started having B's and C's. And after three years, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> It's so sad. Like, it's so sad. It's so sad. I never finished. I know because I knew what I wanted to do and they, they respected yeah. it. But it was funny. The second my mom let go and she wasn't all over me, I realized I don't think I'm that freaking smart. At least no book smart <laughs> like that. Oh my God. It was awful. It was awful. I do think when your interests kick in, that's what helps you get smarter. When you're interested in something, it's much easier to want to learn and explore and dive well, in. Yeah. When I you're think I like love it now. Listen, brushing if I go through things, to... you're going like, oh, yeah. I don't care about trigonometry and I don't care about yeah, algebra, I know, chemistry-based physics. It's not exciting. Yeah. But that's like, that's like in life, you know, when you're interested in every, in anything, it provides discipline. Yeah. And so like, I'm interested in having nice arms. <laughs> so my discipline of, of working out yeah. every day comes from my interest in my clothes fitting. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> but, We're starting you know a, like, a producing seminar and I'm all about it. I, it starts tomorrow. I cannot, like a virtual producing seminar and I cannot wait because like you said, it's uh, something that interests yeah. me. So I'm going to be all about it. I'll be the best student because I, that's what I want to do. It's funny. Yeah. But if you put a, like Sabella doing, um, what is it? Singapore or whatever math. She, yeah, they, they do Singapore math. Singapore yeah. math. When Santi goes to first and second grade, you're going to learn do about math like we used to do. It's, it's, it's not our math. It's similar. It's not the way they explain it is not how we all grew up just carrying the one and doing it's the math insane. on our fingers. Yeah. They don't do that. Like I want to count. Okay. One, two, three, four, like the way they do it. And the, it's the most complicated. They do it all through bonds. And it's I, so I can't. weird. I'm it's like, you need to be oh taught just God. how to teach them it's in insane. second grade. So that doesn't interest me. So I'm, I'm of no use to Sebi and I'm so sorry for her. And she looks looks at me like, mom, how come you don't know how to do it? I'm going, Sebi, for me, it was one plus one was two. And that was it. That's it. That's it. And that's it. I know. So I get, know. get I ready. Actually... Get ready for that. Now I have coming. anxiety. I'm, I know. I have anxiety about it already. I know. And then real fast, uh, because we've been talking for a while and I, I know you have, you're busy. When, how do you meet Pepe? We met through a friend. We met oh. through a real good friend of ours in Mexico City who was trying to set us up unbeknownst to both of us. We didn't know. I was in Mexico City and um, we were at a restaurant and my friend goes, oh, how funny. Pepe Bastón is here. Let's go say hi. And I was like, who's that? And he goes, you don't know who Pepe Bastón is? He's president of Televisa. And I said, oh, I know Televisa. I know Televisa. I don't, I don't, I don't know him. And, uh, and so Pepe comes over to the table. We say, hello, hello. And bye-bye. And that was it. The only thing I remember from that meeting was we were reading the same book, which was random and random because it was like a Kabbalah book. It wasn't even oh, like wow. one of my normal, like Malcolm Gladwell or, you know, Oprah's book. Like it was yeah. like, it was so funny. And we were both reading. That. I was like, I'm reading that. And it was, it's called Satan because it's about your ego. 
Oh my and God. so every time I was on a plane reading a book called Satan, people would look at me and I go, Devil no, no, worshiper. It's about ego. It's not about Satan. <laughs> of course. Not, not, I, don't, I don't like Satan. <laughs> I just like every time I was on a plane, people would look at me and I'm like, I got to get the ebook of this. Um, and that's all I remembered. I didn't remember what he looked like or anything. And then six months later, my same friend was like, hey, go to me, go with me to this LACMA thing. And I said, okay, I couldn't go. And then I could last minute. Um, and so uh, I go when Pep is there. And uh, and that moment was like fireworks. Like oh, wow. I was like, who is that? And oh, my, my friend Ricardo was like, that's the guy I've been trying to make you guys, you know, into him. And he, him too, he was not interested in me six months before. And that was from that day, we haven't been apart. It's funny. Wow. It's a much longer story, but but no, no but I love it. I love it. Do you think it helps? Is it the first? No, it's not. He's not the first Mexican that you have dated. No, no. no. I think so. From Mexico, yeah. from, like, from not Mexico. Mexican American, but like yeah. no, Mexican Mex from oh, Mexico. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. But I know one that is Mexican American. But okay, but from Mexico, Mexico, yeah. just no. Mexico. When I started dating Beppe, I call my mom and I go, "Mom, I'm dating a Mexican," and she goes, "From Mexico." <laughs> I said, yes, where else would he be from? That's what I'm saying. Because we call ourselves Mexican here. And when I met Pepe, he's like, Pepe's like, you're not Mexican, you're American. And I said, no, I know, but I'm I'm, oh, I'm Mexican. And, and he's like, but you're not, stop saying that. I, know. I have that conversation That's with funny. people all the time. Mexicans in America call themselves Mexican. They don't call themselves American. It's not, yeah. it doesn't go, it's not synonymous with one another. It's like Puerto Ricans in New York. Even though we're all American citizens, I, if you ask me, I'm Puerto Rican. Like, I don't yeah. see myself as American. Yeah. I'm Puerto Rican. But if you grew up, if you're Puerto Rican from New York, born and raised, but it's, to me, but, it's like you're a New Yorker. It's bizarre. It's not the same, even a, though it is. A girl know? I work with who's Chinese-Canadian, I say, uh, what, where are you, when, what's your nationality? She goes, I'm Canadian. Yeah. But you're Chinese, but she'll, she'll say, well, my, my ethnicity, I'm Chinese, but I'm Canadian is my yeah. nationality. But here yeah. in the U.S., people don't just go, oh, I'm American. They, I'm Mexican, I'm Mexican, I'm Mexican. They don't say I'm yeah. American. It's, a, it's a Latino, uh, the cultural call, thing. The culture, it's, a, it's patria. You I know think what I mean? Chinese, to me, patria other, is, is everything. I you think know? other ethnicities do it too. I think if you ask a Chinese American, they're going to say I'm Chinese. They're not going to say I'm American, even if they grew up here and they were born here. Yeah, it's so funny. That's a big, it's a big debate because race slash um, nationality slash ethnicity slash cultural. I mean, those yeah. are very, very different uh, identities. And, and when you're Mexican American, Puerto Rican American, Chinese American, you navigate life straddling that hyphen. You're, yeah. you're, you people go, oh, you're 50% Mexican, 50% American. I go, no, no, no. I'm 100% Mexican, Mexican and 100% yeah. American at the same time. And that's hard because we just sit on that hyphen and we just, we're just both. And, and for, for I know for Mexican Americans, that identity navigation has been very problematic because we want to be proud and hold on to our language and our food and our music. Mm -hmm. And, and, but at the same time, you know, we have to assimilate in order to, um, you know, fully experience what it is uh, to be in this amazing country as well. And so it's 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 a very complicated uh, uh, topic, and there's so many many debates about it. Okay, two more questions: quarantine and San and, and Santi is it been the most glorious thing in the world or the most difficult? glorious? Isn't it amazing? The most glorious. We're potty training now, so that's even that's fun. Where I think normally it would be stressful because I'd be like, I have to work and I da, 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 and then I got a potty train and, and I'm not quite doing both. And I'm not, you know, now it's like, you know, he's naked and we're home. 
exactly. <laughs> and we're about like, we we attempted it last month. And he wanted nothing to do with it. And it was so, it was, it's interesting. Well, he did it because at first. He did it like right away. He did and it he once and, and we celebrated. Like it was like, you yeah. just won the lotto. And then he got a phobia and he can't even look at the party, which is so weird because once you have two, you compare all the time. And Sabella, it was two days, boom, she got it. Much yeah. younger than Dylan. So he said, let's take a break of a month and then we start yeah. again. Yeah. And we're in the middle of the whole thing. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Have like, you read the book? Um, oh, crap. Is that what you guys were following? We have no. a book called the three day potty training yes. book that right. we did well, with. Yeah. Sabella. Have you done that yeah. one? They, well, the oh, crap is three days. Oh, same so kind of same, same thing. thing. Sabella, so it's probably same within two days. Sabella had it down. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. She was I mean, it was outrageously easy. Even at night, it was the weirdest thing. He's um, going to be to the very bitter end. Yeah. Probably, well, women are his terms. the superior gender. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. I've come to realize. Sorry. Sorry about I've that. I've come Eric. to realize. Sorry. And then <laughs> what's next? Quarantine is over. The whole COVID gets under control. You're going to go to direct your movie, The Cheetos. Yeah. That's what's yes. next. Hopefully. Oh, my God. Hopefully. I have two movies I'm directing. It was supposed to be two movies this year. And now that's I not going to happen. Both aren't going to happen. Both the will happen. The one with happen. Carrie? The one with Carrie Washington, the exactly. comedy. At you. Universal, and then we have Flaming Hot, so we'll see which one goes first. But um, definitely going right back to direct. And I also have a show I'm going to star in, but I don't know if that's going to start. Like everything's up in the air because we don't know, you know, what I life's going to be like. And then the Queeby uh, thing. How did that? How did that happen? You read it, you loved it, and said I went in. No, um, <laughs> no. It's so funny because you know it's just like every, we all, Andy Garcia and I have the same management, and so we are in each other's contracts. <laughs> And oh, every time funny. he's in something uh, and he has a wife, he's like, well, tell Eva to do it. And then every time I'm in something and I have a husband, I'm like, Is, will Andy do it? Tell Andy to do it. So they called him to play this guy. And he, okay. he told him, he's like, well, I want Eva to play my wife. And I directed a lot of the mix, which was on Fox, which starred Caitlin Olsen. And Caitlin is the funniest comedian ever. She's so funny. And I loved directing her. And this is the first time I get to act with her and she's the, she's the star of that show. Yes. So I was only like in one or two episodes, it, it, but it's a really funny show. And there's a lot of Latinos in it, Arturo Castro and Andy Garcia and so many, so many um, great actors. And that was fun. And, and you know, Quibi's a fun platform. Although, you know, it launched because statistics say most people watch TV and movies on their phone. Most people, e and during the day. So you're like, oh, people are watching at work. People exactly. are watching wow. on the subway. Exactly. People are watching in transit. People are watching, you know, on the bus. And so this platform launched, and then now we're all home, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right, one thing before we let you go. We did this fun thing, and this is going to be on the spot. You have to see if you can come up with at least a few. I was big into making playlists in high school. Uh -huh. Junior high, love a good love mix playlist. So we were talking about our playlist, if we were to make each other one. Give me your top three. If you could think of three songs from when you were oh. growing up, you'd put on... Yeah. Your love playlist yeah. for Pepe. Yeah. Oh, my love. Oh, I thought you meant for me. <laughs> love playlist. Not just a jam to at the gym. I'm talking about you're making a playlist for, for Pepe, Pepe in the old days where you stop the tape and push the tape and hold the tape and make your play your mixtape. Well, definitely your mix be um, I love LL Cool J. I need love. That was my. Wife. That was funny. <laughs> that was my. That wife. was your. Wife. Did you That's see my, my my plank? That challenge. was your plank. The chat. They're just right. I did see your plank. That's Mario. Yeah, Mario. Mario stole my song. Mario You're Lopez right. stole my song. So I said, "I'm gonna do. I need love." He goes, "I'm gonna do. I need love." And I and he goes, and then we saw it was a six minute song. We go, "Okay, we can't plank that long. Yeah. <laughs> let's, awesome. let's break it up." I need love. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare yeah. at the wall. Oh, um, 
Let's see that one and um, Journey. Don't stop believing. Yeah, it's okay. great. Don't All right. stop believing. And then I was gonna say Madonna, but that's for me. Well, <laughs> I have two Madonna. Madonna. If, you're trying to, if you're trying to seduce Pepe, you need to be happy too. So Madonna can be you for know? you. Hey, hey, hey! Madonna's material girl for Pepe. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Anyways, thank you so much, Mom. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, I love you guys so much. I miss Roz. I miss your. I get to see Eric's face, but I don't get to see. I know. Thanks to Eva, our Seb is playing tennis. Eva has a wonderful tennis court at her house, and we keep (laughs) social distancing. We don't even. I haven't been. Eric takes Isabella. They go through the back. She was graceful enough to let her use um, their court. So they play some tennis once a week. So thank you for that. You're amazing. Yes. Of course. I love you guys. Thanks thank for you. having me. You. This was so yes. much fun. I thought we were going to talk about relationship stuff. I was ready to rat. I know. We, we were supposed to. We can always, we, if you want to uh, add some more stuff in, we can cut no. the stuff out if you have time. We started talking about all kinds of life stuff. No, but it's good. I, I want people to get to know like, her. Nobody cares, that, nobody cares how I got to Hollywood. Um, no, they do. They do. They do. I know. Every, every, no, nobody knew that, that story. That's incredible. Talk give her a couple of fun relationship questions quick. If you have time, do you have two minutes? Is yeah. No. Relationship. He's not, up. He's not up yet? Okay. Okay, what age was your first kiss? 14. I was late. Right. What? Is that late? That's no, that's <laughs> 14. Not. No, that's, no, yeah, I was... that's late. Well, me, I think I was like 32, 14. 14 yeah. is what grade? No, that's... 14 I think is pretty. That's, 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 that's a freshman what? in high that's school. That's sophomore? Like sophomore? No, you're freshman in high school. Eighth or, or ninth eighth grade. grade. Eighth, or eighth grade. Eighth, yeah, you can yeah. Eighth, eighth or ninth grade. grade. I just yeah. remember he ate Cheetos. And that's, I will oh, always remember. Before the kiss? Yeah. That's what happened to you with the music video. Uh, Eric did a music video with a big um, pop star. And she, this is a commercial. Oh, it was a commercial. But we'll narrow down who it is. It really was a commercial. Fast. I know. It was, it was Doritos. And all he remembers is Doritos. Isn't that funny? And I did, like, I did a music video when I first got to New York with a big, and it's actually a friend of ours uh, that we love, um, this big uh, singer. Singer. And I was like the model in the video and he, it was, we had like a love scene in bed. It was like, oh my God. And he, it was literally smoking. Okay. Action. And he would just kiss me and I'm going, I'm going to throw up right now. Yeah. Now, yeah all I could yeah. smell was smoke. Oh my God. It gave me a headache. It was crazy. You know, you know, what's so crazy is Pep and I were watching something last night where, I mean, they were kissing, kissing, kissing. And then there was like another sex scene and another kissing thing. And I thought, and I was reading how our, our industry, how was that? what's going to change because of this COVID thing about sexual uh, scenes, scenes that we have to do. I will be freaking out. I'll be freaking out. Boundaries are going to change big. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where you've been. I don't know where you, you exactly. Exactly. And I just, as as a mom, it'll freak me out if I'm going to work and I have a love scene and then the guy's freaking, he has it, but it's, uh, como se dice cuando no tiene síntomas? As, asymptoma, asymptomatic, is yeah. like a lot? When you don't have any, when you don't feel yeah. any symptoms? Yeah, asymptomatic. Asymptomatic. And then I come home, I have kids, you know, I, oh my God, it's a nightmare. Okay, another, a nightmare. Da- another dating thing. When okay. did your parents ever, did, did they approve of most of the guys you ever date, you dated? Or did you have some ringers, like we talked about some in our last episode, where it was like, <laughs> oh my God, what was I thinking? <laughs> They didn't approve of some of my marriages. Really? <laughs> so dating funny. was good. Marriage is bad choices. Really? Marriages, not so much. Uh, they love Pepe, though. Oh, my God. They're just like, That's well, awesome. you got it right this time. You got it right. <laughs> yeah, have you dated- he is Mexican. We love it. Oh, have you dated awesome. most? Well, yeah, I know, I, well, I know with your marriages, you've had different ethnicities, but have you dated a lot of Latinos? Or No. No, no I didn't. Not I never like- had a type. I never had um, 
uh, an ethnicity or like, oh, Latinos only, or, you know, Tony was black and um, my first uh, husband was, you know, white from Ohio. And then I married, yeah. you know, then I dated a Spaniard from Europe and Spain, I mean, and then, um, uh, and then Pep is Mexican. And then, I, you know, who I've, I haven't dated a lot was Americans. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I've dated two, two Americans. My husband, yeah, I think two, like Amer- like she white was shocked. Americans. She was shocked when I hit on her, but like I dated Latinas. My like, my first wife was white. Outside of that, like mostly Latina. Like that's what I dated all my life growing up. So meeting her was like whatever. I didn't. I she was shocked and I was that like, I went why, over why, and approached why are you? her. Hey, gringo, white boy, why are you talking to me? First of all, like, I'm like, do not talk to me. <laughs> I know. I love your story. Roslyn, my name is Roslyn. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I have an accent. Rosalyn Sanchez. And, oh my God, you're funny. And I, and I, I was literally looking like this, like telling my, I was with my friend Marilyn going, is he talking to me? Is this guy talking to me? It was funny. Anyways, the, your, your most, what do you like um, the most uh, from Pepe? Like his number one quality that you just oh. go. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's so kind. He's the kindest human being you'll ever meet. Like I, like I'm not that kind. <laughs> he is nice to everybody. Everybody. Aww. He's just. It's a big word. There's a lot of stuff that falls under that that word. You know. That's awesome. I and mean, what is your pet peeve? Like something that he does that you're like, uh, he's perfect, but this thing. He really doesn't. He me. doesn't listen. He doesn't hear me. I'm like, babe, 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 babe. Today we're going to go, you know, to pick up, you know, this thing. And then later he goes, when are we going to pick up the thing? And I'm like, I actually told you. And you said, okay, what time? Right. And then, That's and exactly then right. I go, that'll be me. That'll go? Be me. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like, it, I don't know what it is. He doesn't hear me or I'll say, honey, your mom called, you know, and she wants you to call her back. And then two hours later, he's like, I'm surprised my mom hasn't called. And I go, no, she did. You got to call her. And he goes, you didn't tell me. You didn't tell me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to punch funny. you in the face. That would be me. Like I'm like reading a text and he's talking to me. I'm 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 concentrating on the text and he gets so mad. He's like, "Are you listening?" I'm going. I'm reading something. Can you just read and listen? No, I'm reading something. Just leave me alone. It's too funny. <laughs> that's Pepe. That's I know. Pepe. I know. I'm just I'm doing I'm doing something. Anyways, that's it. That's it. Let let let. I want I want you to have some time before um little little Santi wakes up. And I can't believe how blonde time. Dilly Boo is. Like, were you that blonde, Eric? Yeah. I was that just like that. You see our oh, our one year picture, and we're both just. But like Santi has super head. light hair as well. Yeah, Santi's he's, he's light. Little. Yeah, Santi's he's little, yeah. But my my dad, ironically, my dad's very dark and he has jet black hair. But from one to seven, from zero to seven, he had blonde hair like Dilly Boo. Blonde, my dad, blonde. Wow. So yeah, so I think that's why why Santi oh, has it. Or Pepe always says our neighbor's German, so it could be that too. So. <laughs> Oh my god. Awesome. Anyways, okay, now we're gonna let you go for real. Love you, oh, love you. Thank Mwah. you. Love you guys. Bendiciones. Talk okay, to you later. bye. 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 <laughs> hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. 
Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 4444 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 4444. Enjoy! Vonage has everything you could ever want in life. As long as what you want in life are unified communications that organize all your texts, emails, and voice calls onto one platform, contact centers that integrate seamlessly with Salesforce, and APIs that help developers build communications into their apps. But that's it. Those are the things that Vonage is great at. They're not great at baking delicious cakes, doing sweet backflips, or making extremely entertaining yet informative podcasts that make you feel smarter and more inspired. None of those are really their thing. But you know what? That's okay. They don't need to be the best at absolutely everything. They're fine with humbly being the absolute best at business communications. Vonage. Now we're talking. How awesome was that interview? We learned a lot of new th- stuff that I'm as close as we are to her that we didn't even know. I had no You're, idea. And I've known her for me, yeah. 20, 22, 23 years. And wow. I had no idea about the, the, the temp job and none of that. It was fascinating to know. And she's so well-spoken and she's so just awesome. So thank you, Eva. I hope thank you guys you. enjoyed it. Hope you all enjoyed it. And listen, if you guys have any other things you want to email us, things to talk about, email us at ericandroz at iheartradio.com or leave us a comment on uh, at he said Aadio podcast on Instagram. Follow us. Until next time, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, we love you, Wayne. Love you. Love you. Subscribe to He Said Aadio on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. It's a basic truth. People need each other. It's why PenFed Credit Union's first members joined together for a better financial future. For 85 years, we've been there for our members and communities, and we're here for you today. We can help you bridge a financial gap, save wisely, and make confident decisions with your money. We know we are always stronger and better together. That's why we hope you'll join us. Membership is open to everyone. Apply today at PenFed.org, insured by NCUA. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus. So if you have a fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going in. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council.